I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. We're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Hello, dear. So glad that you are here. And if you are new, what's up, boo? But really, so, so glad to just enjoy another week of having candid conversations about all things life and entrepreneurship in the First Gen Lounge. And today we are definitely going to talk about life. In one particular element of life is grieving the loss of a mentor. I can finally have this conversation without getting deep off in my feelings or coming to tears. And that's how I know I'm ready for us to have this chat. But not just that, when I think about, oh, bars, get it, girl. But <laughs> so when I think about, you know, mentors, especially as we are first gen folk, Something that really strikes me is that there are so many cases where mentors for us aren't just like mentors. These are people who are as important, if not more important in some cases than like our own families. And I get that for folks because not everybody comes from the same background. And when you find somebody who loves you and appreciates you and adores you and supports you, you really gravitate toward that person, right? So man mentors mean a lot which I'm even saying my mentors have meant a lot to me a lot a lot a lot because these are people who have been my riders they have been the folks who no matter what I was going through or what was happening in my life I could look to them and know that they were going to show up for me in one way or another they challenged me they really pushed me to want more out of my life but not just that they showed me how to get there like it's one thing for someone to say be the best that you can be and you're like well yeah how do I do that and they're like figure it out whereas you'd have somebody else who's like yeah be the best you can be and here's something you can consider so I really 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 love that that brings me to where I will go back a little bit in time and just share with you that there were two significant mentors in my life one of my mentors though if I can actually think of a third one though he actually passed away from high school when I was in college maybe like my second or third year in college and we hadn't really been in touch in a while so we kind of lost touch but very significant in even getting me to college and was somebody who sat with me after school doing college applications writing me letters of recommendation he was the person who really was like yo you can do it you can do it you can do it I see something in you. He said, Miss Blakeney, I see something in you that you probably don't see in yourself. And that's okay because one day you will. So the best, best, best teacher I had. And I did not recognize him as a mentor at that time in my life. I didn't have a concept to me really what mentorship was. He was just a teacher. But hindsight, he was absolutely a mentor. And he helped me develop my love for history and I just, you know, loved everything about who he was as a person because he was honest, 
I learned later in life that he was a Greek, black Greek, and he went to an HBCU. So things that I didn't you know, know about then, I learned afterwards, but it also made sense of why he helped me to really consider HBCUs and just think about all the little things in life before I go into college. But then, you know, getting to college, this is where, I mean, I established relationships that had moved beyond high school, right? And they were individuals who I had been rocking with for at least 10 years. So there was significantly more time there. But speaking of two mentors, one was my dean of honors college because I was an honors college student when I was uh, an undergrad. Mm -hmm, yep, geeked out. And the other was my employer. So I worked at I'll just you know, straight up the General Baptist State Convention of North Carolina and my employer then, he was somebody who just was really just a strong figure. My Dean of Honors College, she was incredible in every way. Like she was a person who I could see no faults in, no flaws in. I just really, really adored her. But I can tell that there was an adornment for me as well because she took to me and would go the extra mile. Like, you know what that's like. She was kind of like an auntie. And she was like, you know, um, how do we call it, rich auntie gang? Although she very well had a child, but she was really like that auntie who I could just be myself with. I could talk to her about stuff beyond just class assignments. It was just life stuff and I could be vulnerable with her. And she was that person that as a woman, thinking about being married and what a marriage would look like, talking about savings and retirement and investments. Like there was little that I can think of that we did not talk about because she was open but she also realized that I was first generation when I didn't know that, right? And she was willing to give me her best self and to challenge me to really think about how my life would unfold. And as a matter of fact, had it not been for her, I really give her credit for pushing me to go to grad school because here I was getting this bachelor's thinking I was doing something big, honey. And she was like, you know, there's far more than this, right? <laughs> I'm like, what? So I didn't have a concept of graduate school. And unlike some of my classmates, I didn't go to graduate school right away because I just did not know what I wanted to do. But if it not had been for her, I wouldn't have had any concept or any thought of, oh, yeah, I should keep going. Um, and she was the one who put it out there to me that, yeah, you actually can't be a doctor, you know, because she was a doctor. I'm like, well, you're a doctor and you're not, you know, medicine. So it's crazy. It sounds I only had one concept of what a doctor was. And so it was because of her and having us do assignments like grad school research or what does it take to get these degrees or what is your plan? Her whole thing was just you need to have a plan. But with her, even when I got ready to pledge, although we're not in the same sorority, she wrote my letter of recommendation as my faculty. And she was somebody who helped me figure out which Greek letter organization I want to be a part of. Because for me, going to school, not knowing a single damn thing about Greek life, there was so much that I had to learn. But with her guidance, her help, and her support, I was really able to figure a lot of things out and just move forward. When I got ready to go to grad school and my PhD again, she was there to help me figure it out, to write letters, and so forth and so forth. But to just check in, right, and see how I was doing or... She even recognized the kind of program I was in. So sometimes she would see something and she would forward me the information to make sure that I had what I needed. And I'd be like, yo, you know, she's so thoughtful and so incredible. And we kept in touch even while I was gone, right? You know, living in a different state so much that when I came back to North Carolina and I took a job at my alma mater, I finally came back as her colleague. 
So now here I am, you know, working with this woman who I absolutely adored. I loved, who was just so impactful and profound in my life. And we worked together for a solid year. And I ended up transitioning out of the job that I was in to embark on this journey of the unknown, <laughs> which ended up being entrepreneurship. And going from that, you know, thinking this is forever. And I mean, forever, like, you know, people are gonna pass, right? But yeah, she's gonna be an old ass lady. Um, she's gonna see me through all of these other things. She's again, so significant in my life. And what happens? Well, you already guessed it. Two weeks after I left my job, you know, where we had worked together and it just was a full circle moment. She saw me become a doctor. She got me these nice little gifts from when I finished, you know, and it was just, just, just knows me, right? Just knows me. And she passes. And it shocks the hell out of me because I'm like, whoa. So it felt as devastating and heartbreaking and numbing and all kinds of things as it would have, you know, if you had told me again, like my real aunt had passed, but you know, blood don't make you family. And for me, it was one of those, I'm stuck in my head, just get blown up my whole life. <laughs> for me, it did like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I had literally just left. So she hadn't seen or hadn't had an opportunity in my head to like see what was going to happen next, right? Because I always look to her. I can talk to you all day about her, but you get like her significance and that blow. So mind you, she passes two weeks after I leave my last job and just a month prior, my maternal now, I'm kidding, I'm lying, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. My paternal grandmother had passed away, and she was someone with whom, um, just to be very candid with you, I didn't have a relationship with. We're not going to dig into that right now, but it's something that's, you know, that's for real for me, and I was processing that already. And then here comes my other mentor, or not my other mentor, my mentor, and she passes. And it's kind of like, oh, my gosh. So I was processing a lot. I had just left my last job. I didn't have any idea what I was going to be doing with my life next. I just knew that this is what it was. And I needed to like figure out how in the world do I go on like without this one particular person in my life who's just been so significant. And you know that you're going to go on, but you just kind of get stuck. And see, this is the thing. When it comes to mentors for people like us, again, our mentors are people that we're not just students like you know, for us, we're, we're just, we're not just students. So in the time of me grieving and kind of figuring it out and processing everything, I sometimes felt like I was expected to understand it or just kind of like understand like, oh, I'm just a student. You know how sometimes it is, oh, such and such passed. Oh, that's sad. They were such a great teacher. But this was like, oh my gosh, but anybody who knew me knew that was my girl and you know I would also gladly be okay with being called her little protege because there was someone in my life whom I believed in but who believed in me so much and nurtured me to become who I am today and that was really significant right she was well read just well cultured talking about China and silver and all kind of things like she was that person and honestly when I got married one of the ways that I honored her because she was still alive, you know, when I got married, but I honored just her impact in my life as taking the two middle initials because, again, she was just the dopest woman. So I talked to her. There was another mentor, right? I told you the one who I worked for throughout college. And 
I think he did a lot more in my life when it came to professional things, right? So even in the workspace, challenging me to be a leader, forcing me to figure things out. And I say force me, like he wasn't a bully at all, but he would give me projects at work. He would be like, okay, well, here you go. This needs to be done. And I would be sitting here like, how am I gonna do this? Like, are you serious? And his thing was, you will figure it out. You will always figure it out. As long as I have it done, I don't care how you do it because I know that you will figure it out. Um, and even as a collegiate student, he would have me responsible for hiring other collegiates to come in to help us with projects, doing payroll for them, like signing their checks and everything, like filling out their checks, doing timesheets. Like hindsight, this man was like putting me on. But he was also very like humorous and down to earth. And he would always, to me, speak in riddles. So he was teaching me life lessons in ways that I was kind of like, I don't even understand. That's going completely over my head. Like, brother, you know, help us out right now. But even when, like, I got ready to do anything on campus around student activities or just having a schedule, I was able to control my own schedule so I can, <laughs> hindsight, I can see why entrepreneurship works for me. Because even then, though not an entrepreneur, I was able to really create my best life as a college student and figure out what would work for me and he was doing that to help me I know see life differently or understand that one day you're going to be a professional and you should have all the skills that you need and the critical thinking abilities that you need and just being able to lead in a way that I'm like dang I've been leading people for a long time but again I just did not process what this meant at the time and similarly he was someone who I, I looked at him more like a grandpa, although I realized after the fact, like he wasn't even that old. <laughs> he wasn't old at all, actually. But he was someone who with just his wisdom and how he moved and how he cared about people. He was someone who also helped start to show me to the quote, finer things in life. So understanding that a number of us who had worked at the convention with him and it was like three of us, but every now and then we say we had big projects, we'll have a whole group of folks to come in and help us with stuff to get it knocked out and go on about their way. So there was like three of us who like were steadily working there, if not four, depends on like the time of year. But he was someone who like would reward us and do things with us, like take us to the melting pot or to a nice restaurant and you can, you know, get what you want. And I'd be sometimes so enthused by how fancy it was. I'd be like, oh, you know, and he'd be like, put on, get, you know, your work clothes. And, you know, we're going out of work clothes, at professional clothes, because actually for work, here's another thing. Like I got to wear what I wanted to to work. <laughs> So, you know, the professional transition for me was quite interesting. I'll say that considering what I came from. And I don't think that, you know, honestly, that made me any less of a professional. But he really, really tapped into people's gifts, into their skills and helped them to be, again, the, the better version of who they want to be like. And not that you weren't already good enough, but I think you get it. So, yeah, working with him was an absolute joy. And he was somebody who also got to know, you know, my family. Um, he knew my pastor and because kind of like naturally Baptist Convention of Carolina, my church is associated. So it just really worked out um, when I got ready to pledge. <laughs> I had space to be able to pledge and kind of get myself together. And even if I may have been sleep on the table in the conference room sometimes, <laughs> he didn't make a big deal about it. Uh, but just kind of like, mm, mm, mm. But you know, even with that, just someone who challenged me deeply emotionally when there was loss in my life or something was going on, I had a trusted friend even. And again, being somebody who 
I looked at like a grandpa. And again, so shame because he was not even close to being nobody's grandpa age. Well, I mean, he could have been, but not like, you know, not old, old man. So like, I tickle myself when I think about it. I had a situation happen when I was about to, actually you know, when I about to, I graduated. At the point of graduating, you're no longer a student, so you lose your job. <laughs> so I had no job right when I came out of college. Not at least for like that summer. I had a job that I was going to, but for that summer, I did not. And I didn't know how I was going to figure things out because this is, you know, and I was getting paid good, like in school, like, you know, back in the day, I was making like $10 an hour. Mind you, most folks was making like six twenty-five, so like balling. But I was able to take care of myself well and take care of my family when needed. And so it's just little things that really made a difference. So anyway, to kind of go ahead and finish you know, telling you what happened with this, because you know what the end's going to be with it. But I have to give you context for how deeply mentors have been embedded in my life or how deeply they have changed my life, right? So kind of fast forward, graduate. I'm like a month out of school, staying with my line sister. We got this little apartment, um, did the best that we could because I was refusing to not move back home. You know, like I got to make it. I got to keep going. I said I was never going to come back home after I left and I didn't have no money. I was struggling to eat. <laughs> and my best friend, we had this joke about an eight piece because we used to go to Walmart and get an eight piece and we'd go to the Dollar Tree and get a couple canned good sides, some cereal, some milk, and like I had food. We made it happen, but we took care of each other. So that's why when I say my best friends are my best friends, they my riders. But I went back to this man when I said to him, you know, that summer, I was like, look, I'm having a really hard time. I know that I've graduated out of my job, but if you can give me anything to do, anything at all, you know, I would really appreciate it until I get ready to move to Mississippi. And what do you know? He thought about it. He called me, I want to say, the next day or two later, and he asked me to come in, and he gave me work. So in one of the hardest points of my life after graduation, he gave me something to help me get through, right? And I think, looking back, I think he may have actually paid me out of his own pocket from his own checks because I wasn't a student in the budget. And so, <laughs> like, I got a couple thousand off of that, too. And that's not to say, ooh, like, you know, he just gave it to me. But he made sure I had what I needed. And there was no doubt about it. And my other mentor was very present in my life. You know, she would still check on me. So together, they were this dynamic duo. And I want to say, I did not have to worry or need for anything with the mentors that I had. Because even if I may not have been able to reach out to my biological mom or my biological mom like she's not my real mom but if I couldn't reach out to my mom you know for whatever reason or anybody else for that reason I could depend on mentors like family so you understand they were big 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 to me but three years later you know he died and this is where I get to the point of I have been really trying to wrap my head around everything that happened because this wasn't supposed to happen, right? This wasn't supposed to happen. And honest, in both cases, they died from health conditions or health complications. And one was a little bit more expected than the other. The other one was completely, <laughs> completely, what the hell just happened? But I'll definitely say this, hindsight, again, I know I'm using hindsight of lightness because I've had to look back again to get to this point. Even knowing how they passed really put things in perspective for me about how I would want to take care of myself going forward. 
and that, you know, impliedly did not take care of this. So, but I definitely have a belief that a lot of the stress and weight that they carried from being who they were naturally definitely contributed to, I would think maybe irritating or agitating rather some of their health conditions um, that they may have had. And so, yeah, so my world's shaken up to people who have been in my life on levels that until now, I imagine some people just probably didn't even know or understand. And I still haven't said their names, but, you know, those who listen, who know, like, you know, don't respect their privacy still. Of what it's worth, though, just kind of being in a space where I've had to navigate this deep loss because thinking about, again, all the things that they did for me as a person, but how I was able to show up for them, too, because they were my adopted family. What do you do next? So for you who may have a mentor in your life that you have lost or, you know, for if you should ever lose a mentor, because, again, our mentors are our family. I want to offer you a few things that has helped me to navigate this newness in my life, my new normal without them and really simple things, but I found it to be profound. And I'm sure that there are a thousand things additional that you can do, but these are the three things that I feel like have helped me the most. The first thing has been allowing myself to feel how I feel. So I want you to let yourself feel how you feel about what you feel because nobody but you knows the extent to which this person has changed your life. And although some people can recognize that maybe you have a great relationship or they can recognize that they mean something to you because you're not family, a lot of times people may not know how much, right? How much somebody means or how deeply they have moved you and shaped your life. So be okay with feeling how you feel and processing things how you process it because most of my classmates who knew me and knew my first mentor who had passed, they understood very well that I really took it hard because they knew us. <laughs> you know, every time we turned around, I was up under her or close to her or around her or doing something that involved really being in a space where my mentor was, you know, just truly, again, impactful. Then the other place of that is just because I was just quote unquote a student that some people expected me to just kind of go on so easy, but it wasn't easy for me. But I took the time to do what I needed to do to ensure that I was going to be good because I knew that this was a loss that was heavy for me, you know, both ways with both mentors. And so kind of is what it is, right? I mean, what can you do at this point? You have to find the will to go on. So the second thing that I would definitely say to you as you are making sense of having lost a mentor is don't be in a rush to try to replace the old ones. Like they are irreplaceable. And, you know, it's kind of like you have this void in your life. If you're honest with yourself and you just want to fix it and make it right and you got to do something with it, but it's cool to just do nothing and it's cool to just let life take its course and it's cool to just let the people who are going to show up who are destined to show up in your life or destined to evolve as mentors who aren't again they're not replacing the ones that you've had but these are the ones for your going forwardness so for me I wasn't oh I gotta find somebody to replace such and such and I gotta do this because they cannot cannot and will never be replaced but I have opened myself up to having mentor relationships in my life that, I mean, yeah, they're still new. They're new. I mean, it's going to be for real. 
but I wasn't seeking them out or saying, hey, I need a new mentor. Can you come and be my mentor? Can you help me? I really just let myself be and let the relationships naturally evolve because every mentor that I have had has been someone who I had a naturally evolving relationship with. And that's something I think makes mentorship beautiful that I had to go and say, hey, will you be my mentor? It was one of those, yeah, we understand what this thing is and we're gonna ride it and we're gonna ride it out. <laughs> so definitely you'll find that there will be people who will come and they will come at the right time for the right reasons and let yourself have that and be good with it. The third thing I would like to offer to you to consider, definitely put on your radar is become a mentor and carry the legacy. And I thought at first that this was taboo or just kind of weird even, but the more I let myself process this idea of becoming a mentor, I was already a mentor, have been a mentor for years, but losing my mentors really helped me see how I wanted to show up better as a mentor. And then what I found myself doing was starting to teach some of my mentees things that my mentors taught to me, passing on some of the wisdom and some of the lessons but in doing so, what I found myself doing was healing as well, because it was realizing again that their legacy continues, that their lives continue, and it doesn't take family to carry a legacy. That's the other thing that was really big to me, that a legacy really boils down to the impact and being able to carry it on and pass it on through people. And, you know, we talked about leaving a legacy last year and how to leave a legacy. And so it's interesting because I have had people in my life who have been legend to me and so much so that I'm carrying not only things that my, my grandfather taught me growing up, that my mom has taught me, but even things that they have taught me and instilled in me. And so, again, mentoring and mentorship can be deep. It is deep. And I just strive to still honor their lives. And doing so is thinking about how I help my students have experiences and consider things that maybe they never considered, how I challenge them, how I expect the most of them. But not only do I expect the most of them, how I show up for them and I'm there to support them and guide them and give them direction. Um, and then thinking about again, how I am as an entrepreneur and thinking about leaving your legacy and why it's so big, because one of my mentors had no biological children. However, you know, the impact he had was long and wide and just, we know no ends um, for sure with that. But I definitely say that it's nice to finally have this conversation. It's nice to be able to get it out, <laughs> you know, express my thoughts about it. But not just that, I tend to not wanna have a conversation about things that I have yet to really wrap my mind around because I can't tell you what to do if I ain't figured it out. <laughs> so I can't give you advice if I don't even know myself. And, you know, as this is looking like year five since I lost my first mentor, yet hasn't taken that long. I won't say totally that long, but it's nice to be able to be in a place where I can face it and I'm not running from it or ignoring talking about it because of how much it hurts. And even something like this is a way for me to, again, honor their lives, honor their impact in my life, and to be able to help you knowing that these things are real. And I mean, in our first gen space, somebody got to talk about it. So with that in mind, um, again, I'll just remind you those three things as you may have lost a mentor, as you may lose a mentor, just please allow yourself to feel how you feel. Don't be in a rush to replace your old mentors. They're not replaceable and become a better mentor and definitely carry the legacy. 
And as I share these things with you, I do them myself, but definitely have found peace in what's happened and am looking forward to continue to go on and be everything that I know they thought I would be. So with that in mind, because you know I'm trying to keep you along, just want to tell you thank you for being in this space. Know that I adore you. And don't forget to go check out the show notes to find out what's going on, especially with the EW Trailblade Society. I want you to learn more about that and just find ways that I can continue to help you become everything that you know you are destined to be. So you see how the legacy carried on? Mm, it sure did. All right, so I will holler at you next time. Be good to yourself. Keep pressing forward and keep blazing the trail. I'm out.